WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the State Farmers Market and the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here, and Brother Rufus is there. Miss Ann is uh, vacationing. I'm not sure if she's on the Riviera or where, but she is uh, vacationing for a couple of weeks. We will not have a uh, show next week. Can you believe that, Rufus? Uh, that will be a... Uh... Uh, sort of a day off to celebrate our birth of our really good Lord Jesus. Right. And I think that people will love to take a little break. But I don't think we've ever had a, a weekend gardener on Christmas. I'd be willing to do one, but I wouldn't be able to get anybody to, no, <laughs> to participate. I'm, I'm not sure you'd get me there, and Nelson. Yeah, I believe you'd nobody, get her. nobody would show up. So uh, I think it's better that we uh, we just lay off for a Saturday and. Uh, so we'll we'll see what what's in store. Oh, I can sleep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, you can sleep anyway. You can do well, the I show from your I, bed if you I, want to. I sleep here a lot. Well, just don't tell the audience. I just saw an Andy Griffith episode uh, just before I came in, and they were in church, and everybody was nodding off. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Reminds me of the Three Forks Baptist Church. Did you we got off there. Yeah, we we had a man that would sleep a lot uh-huh. and wake up. And one time he woke up and said, good God, where am I? And Reverend Victor Trivet was somewhat taken aback by that and, said, and asked him after it was over. He said, well, if you'd preached a little bit more hellfire and damnation, I wouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> That's right. you got to keep me awake. How do you feel about that, Miss uh, Miss Nelson? I am all good this morning. Yeah, you all right? Good, good. to be here. Yes, sir. I'm glad, glad to hear that. Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuqua Varina, with us. And Miss Pam Beck. Hey, Pam. I can't hear you worth a hoot. I can't hear you. So I don't know if that's... Maybe she fell asleep. I don't know. (laughs) Nodding off. Not my Pam. No. No, she's raring to go. She's a a Virgo like me. She's a perfectionist. (laughs) Yeah like things to be done right so i don't know well we'll, we'll figure that out miss pammy uh 919-860-9783 wptf one of our listeners richard is with us richard good morning my friend uh, good morning y'all uh, so glad that rufus is here to help out to shoulder the burden of the weekend gardener oh my god see i was waiting waiting yeah, for I'm something waiting. Yeah, that, that was coming i knew that something was coming and uh, uh well, well let's do it on the left shoulder then this time richard oh okay right shoulder arms <laughs> yeah, there you go i remember that <laughs> thank you for the tea richard right. salon tea how about that well, richard brought me some old maps i did not know that richard was a so you can find your way to the so farmer's find market. find my way to the farmer's market. Old the old maps way. Of, the, of the farmer's market and all the environs therein. Uh-huh. And I and Linda will love that because she's an architectural historian. That's true. 
And so we look forward to that. Yeah, all right. Well, so Richard, uh, you, you got big plans for Christmas? Uh, we'll stay local this year and uh, yeah. uh, have a nice, quiet, celebratory day. Uh, and uh, well, That's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Years ago when I was going to sea for a living, uh, we always had special meals, and we just need to also remember those who are unable to be home and uh, just give thanks. It's another yeah. time for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Just appreciate the message that was given on that day, and we can right. all live by it. As long as Rufus doesn't break his left shoulder, we'll be all right. <laughs> Well, the warden would really have control of me then. No more rugby, Rufus. No more trying to help a neighbor fix a fence that he knocked down. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, no good deed goes unpunished? Has that made it to the appeals court yet? <laughs> we're, we're one step below. We're, I bet he's under his we're bed We're asking right for now. a writ of search of Rory. <laughs> is the appeals court uh, where they go when somebody slipped on a banana and sued? I don't know. Well, I yeah. don't know. They just keep that's the place where you keep trying. Well, mine mine is a Latin phrase. What happened to me? Race ipsa loquitur. The thing speaks for itself. Clumsiness. Now, is that because you're law school training, or did you take Latin? Well, I, I, that's law school training, and I took Latin at Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Which is the funniest thing in the world. You could replace calculus your freshman year. With Latin. Now, I never understood that, and I took into Latin real quick. Weenie, weighty, wiki. There I came, and there I saw. <laughs> Et tu, Brute. <laughs> Et tu, Brutus. Yeah, yeah right. So, uh, Richard, do uh, you have any other, you have limericks or anything planned this morning? or? Well, the only thing, um, we had a, a uh, hot water heater replaced, and one oh. of the tools I removed was uh, the crowbar, so that uh, I was wondering, what do you think a, an ornithologist's favorite tool is? An ornithologist? Is that a bird watcher? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's got to be the crowbar. <laughs> so, so, so where, where does uh, said ornithologist go to get a drink? I guess the bird bath. Oh, no, the crowbar. <laughs> Just right over my head. Zoom, zoom. Anything gardening related, Richard? Well, the only uh, concern I'm having now is that uh, this year we've had a, a big outburst of uh, creeping Charlie in the zoysia. And the, I think it's because of the, resur of the resurgence. It's been from the... Uh, uh, warm temperatures, so as zoysia is going dormant, the uh, uh, creeping Charlie is resurging, and I'm wondering, uh, I've, I've noticed over the years that if I, the warnings on the uh, herbicides are not to use it until the grass goes dormant, but then we will have the temperatures to use the herbicide. What's the best remedy? Uh, to take care of this invasive. Well, well right, right now you got the temperature, that's for sure. Well, that's right. I, I uh, Let me reintroduce Pam Beck. You're such a drama queen, <laughs> Pam. Let me let me introduce you again. Good morning, Miss Pam. Good morning. It was not my fault. I was on... I know. Uh, it's always our fault. I mean, I, I know that. It's not Jason's fault. It's just it's just something... I think it's Hap Hansen. Hap... The oh, spirit Lord. of Hap Hansen is trying to put poor Bob Royal 
I don't know which. <laughs> uh, bless their hearts. Uh, but we're glad to have you. Do you have an answer for Richard? What You would prefer that he just pull the, the, the cream and Charlie, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You know, I am I am not real fond of a lot of chemicals on the on the ground and um I do not have zoysia grass, Richard, so I would hesitate to answer what your solution is. Nelsa, however, is, she's she's got her finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in gardening. You should ask her. What would you tell your customers? <laughs> now, <Nelsa>? Pam <laughs> I've been a little rusty girl. Well, I mean, zoysia um, herbicides, uh, when they go dormant, is a true statement, but depends on what the herbicide is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, if the Creeping Charlie is, is um, relatively fresh and new and just, you know, tender, then you certainly could use like a 2,4-D. Mm-hmm. Which is um, like a broad which, leaf, broadleaf weed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think there's, um, there's 2,4-D and there's, there's another... MCPP too. and dicamba. Yes. It's what Irv Evans taught me. <laughs> but, um, you know, certainly you could use that. I mean, it's a surface contact herbicide. Um, it's going to go after, um, you know, broad leaves, which is what mm-hmm. Charlie is. Um, so I think that, you know, as young as it is, that's something that would be effective. You still may have to use it up to two times. But I lean towards... Um, you know, Pam's side, I, I mm-hmm. try not to do a lot of pesticides or herbicides. Um, so, Yeah. Well, you could uh, employ a Creeping Jenny and see which one could win. Yeah. <laughs> creeping Jenny is very, very nice. I like yeah. Creeping Jenny. That's well, would too, you wouldn't want it in your zoysia grass, though, would you, Richard? Uh, no, and uh, I had a little diversion dike set up in it where I planted some Irish moss that I bought from uh, Campbell Road. And even that got invaded, and it was uh, wow. Uh, it yeah. was really difficult. So I'm I'm looking for something to plant on the diversion dike, which is a low ground cover, but not too invasive. What kind of sunlight does it get? Uh, mostly shade. Mainly shade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. limiting. Well, to I some mean, extent. you put, it, plant it, ivy. It, <laughs> it depends. A juga? How about a juga? I mean, <laughs> does it have to be like low, low, or can it be six, eight inches? Oh, it can be six, eight inches. So, so you could do just regular mondo grass, which oh, is okay. very spreads very, very fast. Great. Um, the dwarf mondo would be my preference, but it's mm. it's a little slower to go. Yeah. But that would work. You could All do right. a variegated mondo or regular green mondo. What else, Pam? Oh, gosh, I'm thinking about uh, one of my favorites is Golden Acorus. You know, that's a that's a beautiful uh, grass. It's, that, it's yellow, but it's evergreen, so it persists through the wintertime. It makes a really nice border. It's yeah, low. And that's kind of clumping, and also if it gets into some wet feed, it can handle that as well. Mm-hmm, yes. Great. All right. Richard's wearing a uh, U.S. Coast Guard auxiliary jacket, and I always think of Pugh Bailey, Judge Pugh Bailey, who was, I don't know if he was the Admiral or. He, he was the Power Squadron. Yeah. So um, he he uh, was, he used to come on our sports line program occasionally right. with a couple other members of the Power Squadron. and they He was quite a character. I remember he this. He was a real character. He had a 38 special up on his desk half the time. Right. There was going to be ordered in his, his court. Yes. <laughs> he'd, he'd flap that thing up there. 
Wow. Yeah, he was he was an interesting man, a very smart man, and uh, certainly knew his boats. <laughs> oh yeah, was well, it sea? Uh, he he had one down at is it sea fly? Uh, what's that place? Everybody goes used to go to from Raleigh uh, in Pamlico County. Oh, you're talking about the camp? Yeah, Seafair. Yeah, he had one down Fair. there one time. Okay, well, how about that? I didn't realize that. Did he go to camp there regularly? Or? Well, he... I mean, it's a youth <coughs> camp. I don't, maybe maybe yeah. he was a counselor. <laughs> he he normally was not a counselor. He was a dictator. Uh, okay. <laughs> but he just liked the Pamlico. Like, I, our, I, I, like our friend I'm, Tom Campbell. Yeah, I had a, a case for him one time. And uh, he sort of favored... I, I could tell he favored my side. It was a land condemnation case out at <clears throat> the airport. And every time, every time I, he wanted me to object to something, he'd go, hum, 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 hum. <laughs> and there were a couple, a couple times I didn't want to object, and he didn't like that. Richard, thank you, and Merry Christmas. Right. Happy New Year to you. Y'all have a great Christmas, and thanks for being here and answering all of our questions Absolutely. and satisfying our curiosity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank, thank you so thanks much. Thanks for the jokes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Keep them coming. I like that crow, crowbar joke. Uh, that's a good one. That's great. You're going to remember Can that. Can you imagine for, uh, a bunch of crows sitting at a bar having a black Russian? <laughs> <laughs> I think well, you could... drinking old crow. Yeah, that's right. Old crow. <laughs> Pam, do you sound like you've imbibed in, in old crow before? What do you chase with that? Jen Jail. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm pleading the fifth. Uh, oh, you plead the fifth. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Your cup runneth over, Richard. <laughs> See what you started. All right. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We're at the State Farmer's Market. Now, now we've lost Monica. Where did she go? She's back and forth and back she and moved, forth. She moved that Christmas tree by herself a while ago. Yeah, well, she's a country girl, you know. <laughs> All right, um, so Nelson, what you got going on out at uh, the Garden Hut? Well, I guess today would be the last retail Saturday of the whole year. That's right. So You won't be open either. <laughs> that is correct. So, um, you know, we are still just proudly... Um, selling North Carolina food products. We've got some beautiful plants. Camellias are looking fantastic. Uh, I need to pull my little bag of plants out. Um, I brought Winter's Snowman on this warm, balmy day. Winter's Snowman. Winter's, Winter's Snowman. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, my goodness. That is gorgeous. Now you, you really like white camellias, so that... Uh that certainly should intrigue you. It's got got the yellow middle. Yeah, that is um, the Camellia Sanqua Winter Snowman, and it's kind of peony form. It's um, now wait a minute. This one's different. They came off the same stem. Look at that. This, I mean, it's got a different center kind of. And another favorite plant that I brought today, and uh, just sort of the proof in the pudding here, if you will. Oh, I've spoke of this plant many, many times, but it's the uh, uh, Ralston's Dwarf Hardy Viburnum. I'm telling you, this booger will flower six to nine months out of the year. It's just insane. Um, very compact, very small. 
um, just it's it's a winner. So it, how big does that grow, Nelson? Um, you're probably not going to see it get more than 30 inches. Yeah. Um, but just real compact, real tight. That'd beautiful. be a good foundation planting. Absolutely. And I have been working those into some foundations. Can take full sun up to half day. Does need some uh, sun. You can't put it in dense shade. What else would you put in a foundation? What What are some things? So I'm sure you don't use. Well, I'm sure you use a mix. Sure. I mean, we're seeing, um, you know, so many slab foundations now or very low foundations. There's Ms. Monica. Um, there you are. So You're just all over the place. Uh, there's a golden soft touch. There's soft touch. Those are very well-behaved, compact hollies. Um, we've been working some of those in. Um, there, there's so many great selections out there. There's uh, the Dystelium. Uh, this one's called Cinnamon and Girl. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also one called Low Rider, um, Swing Low. There, there's, there's one called Linebacker, which is more upright and tall, but lots of great plants in the pipelines. Okay. All right, very good. Pam, you got any ideas for a foundation plant? Small? Oh, yes, I do. Um, but I did want to say I am a fan of soft-touch hollies. I got two of those from Nelsa. They're flanking either side of my front door in pots right now with little twinkle lights on them. And they are a great substitute for those of you who have boxwood blight and or you're just hesitant to adding more boxwood. These little soft touches have tiny little leaves, and they're very well-behaved, and you can shear them very nicely, too. Um, you had mentioned the distillium. I love those. Yopon hollies are also um, good for those of you who want evergreen. And I was going to ask you, Nelsa, the viburnum from the Ralston, is it is it evergreen, and is it fragrant? It is not fragrant. It is evergreen. Okay. Good. And so the flowers are fairly small on it, but they're conspicuous? That is true. I'm going to snap a picture of it and text it to you. Yeah. Wonderful. I'd love to see that. Yeah, you've intrigued me because I can always use another spot of green. And this time of the year, when our landscapes are often so full of deciduous plants, it's nice to add, add greenery in. Another thing that I like to use or recommend for foundations um, are ferns, the evergreen ferns. The ferns that if you've got a shady location and you've got some moisture or something, that's a great spot for holly fern, um, autumn fern, even even our native Christmas fern. Is and a, is a tassel fern? Yes, tassels are gorgeous. They're I love a nice that plant. Lumper. Yeah, Holy that's ferns. a good one. Um, the Korean rock, like even something like that. Korean what? The what? Korean rock fern. Um, rock it's, fern. It's, okay. Yeah, there's, there's so many that are out there that we can we can add in. Um, there are also some variegated low-growing things, too. So, you know, just go to a good garden center and ask uh, what they what they've got available right now and um, i think you'll be pleased you're right and also there's some exciting plants coming down the pike right now all right uh let's uh miss monica has settled down a little bit she's back with us morning monica i don't think your mic is on it is okay there we go now we got you morning good morning monica so what's uh, what's happening with you out here? You've been busy. We are just getting everybody ready and set up for a good day. <laughs> we hope um, yeah. nice morning so far. The temperatures are definitely not um, typical December weather. That's right. <laughs> certainly not. That's okay. 
That's right. It's a good day to come out, shop around. Um, you won't have to bundle up quite as much to come out and grab those collards and all those yummy apples and things from the farmer shed to hopefully get everything prepared for your Christmas meals. We've right. got a little bit of it all here, and everybody's down there hustling and bustling around getting set up. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why, why am I looking at that chocolate cake over there, Monica? I, I don't know, Rufus. Is I, it drawing your attention that way? You want way? to get Josh to block it <laughs> from view? It is about to get me. Yeah. I was wondering what had your eye over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure smells well, you good. Can't, the you one, can't have it. The one good eye. <laughs> Monica, it sure smells good down here. It oh, does. My the yeah, Market no, Bakery does. is down there cooking up those cinnamon rolls, oh. and uh, they do just an awesome job. That's uh, it defeats you. <laughs> it really, you know, you come in here, and you just, you just don't know where to start. Uh, what about under the uh, farmer shed? We got a couple of minutes, and then we're going to have news, and then we're going to talk to Major Dave up in the mountains of Virginia. So, uh, Monica, what do we got uh, on the farmers line this morning? Well, um, I already mentioned collards and apples. Of course, those are two of the staple items this time of year. Everybody's grabbing for those Christmas holiday preparations, and we still have um, a lot of your turnip greens and um, mustard greens, that sort of thing. You can find. We have apple cider. That's coming in fresh from the mountains. We also have still a few of the um, greenhouse tomatoes and that sort of thing starting to pop in a little bit. Cucumbers, we have some folks doing those. Tunnel-grown strawberries um, are another popular commodity down there right now that you just don't think about being able to get local. Um, but we do have those coming in from the Castle Hain, Wilmington area, as well as some blackberries and raspberries that are wow. also tunnel-grown right now. So, wow, so neat. Yes, it is. Um, They've gotten better and better with that, and they had blueberries up till just a couple weeks ago. Wow, I would love to see that operation. That's it's, so cool. It's very neat. They do a wonderful job, and through the years, they've just gotten better and better at it. Um, we do still have Christmas trees, um, great selection of Christmas trees um, right now, so if you still need one, you can come in and get those. Um, the folks have cut some cut some later ones and brought those in, um, still trying to help make sure everybody has one this year. Um, last year was a little different story this right. at this time, but um, they do have some available as, long, as well as wreaths, um, some custom-made wreaths if you're looking something like that, or just some greenery, you can find that and pick that up down there. Roping, um, if you're still in the decorating mode, you can still find all that type thing down there that you may need. And sure. still good selection of sizes of trees, um, some tiny ones and some pretty large ones. So It's so much fun just to just to walk down among the, the trees. It is. And, it's, uh, and it, it smells so good. Even even on a relatively warm day, it's nice. It does, it does smell good. And that will get you into the Christmas spirit. 919-860-9783. We're at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh. We will, uh, as I mentioned, have news and a little bit of weather. We'll come back and talk to our friend Major Dave. Coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener from the State Farmers Market. Come out and join us. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at 837 at the State Farmers Market. Mike Rayley here along with uh, Mr. Rufus Edmonston, Secretary, former Secretary of State, Attorney General, and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. Uh, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut. Ms. Pam Beck, author and um, uh, retired Master Gardener. And uh, Ms. Monica, who... Um, 
who is just just scurrying around. Well, yeah, actually, the last few minutes you haven't scurried around, but uh, we saw you. We saw you move the tree and the the thing. That very muscular. Well, it slides real easy on this floor. <laughs> I said, "Country girl, that's it." Uh, and Major Dave, our friend Major Dave, let me salute, sir. How's everything in the mountains of Virginia this morning, sir? We are doing well. Just wanted to call quickly, wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you, um, my friend. And to thank you for this weekly touch of home for me. I, I still, I say, it just keeps me in touch with Raleigh. And, uh, but I wanted to ask Rufus, because I'm trying to see if I'm still in good graces with the Lord, because I've been praying for his quick healing. And I'm wondering if those prayers are having any effect. Oh, Absolutely, they they are. Rufus was just telling me he was he was uh, somebody was just saying hello to him. Rufus, uh, Major well, Dave this said he's been a, praying. Yeah, this was the lady that that brought by the super kids. Oh my gosh! And that was just uh, I thank her so much. Oh, so sweet, generous. thank you. Well, Major, uh, I I saw a friend of yours here recently. Billy he wanted to make sure you were your shoulders okay. Now, yes, the shoulder is getting better, Richard. I saw a friend of yours, Billy Parker, the other day. He uh, is a regular regular listener to the Weekend Gardener, quite a character. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, what? Pam and Nelson, Monica, and everybody else, you know, uh, well, I've met Nelson, but uh, Pam and Monica, you know, I do feel like I know you, even though we've never met in person. That's but right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, this so is, as uh, I say, absolutely. I know what you I know. feel like we know you too, sir. Well, I know what I know because I listen to the show. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is late. I get a late by time for uh, for you in your garden. You're not well, doing anything it, it in the garden, I are you? I'm going to do some uh, collards and uh, uh, spinach and cabbage and whatnot, and I never got them in the ground. But actually, uh-huh. that's turned into a learning experience because they're still in the tray, sitting on the ledge on the deck, and we've had several nights of temps down in the low 20s, and they're still surviving. Just That's in the trades, I, I haven't covered them or anything, and I, I've been very pleased that they're that hardy up here, um, that these plants can tolerate this cold weather on into the growing season. So I'll definitely do a winter garden next year. Wonderful. Well, Major Dave, uh, again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and, and your family. Thank you so much. We enjoy Major that. Dave, I, I want to ask you a question. When, when I grew up in the mountains, we raised a lot of cabbage, and yeah. we would dig a hole and put the cabbage down in the ground quite a bit, and it lasts all winter long. Do you do that up in your mountains, or have you ever heard of that? I've never, I've never heard of it. Uh, how deep did you go? Oh, about two feet. Wow! And and and, and the the cabbage would last the whole winter long. You mean once the cabbage was grown. Yeah, once once the cabbage was at its full growth. Dig a hole in the fall of the year. Now it wouldn't, it wouldn't do any good right now. Uh, that was with me. This kind of weather, but it, we'd have we'd have fresh cabbage all winter long. So, wow, sort of like putting it in, in a cellar. Yeah. Right. Now, is that a harvested head, or you still have the roots and everything in it? Yes. No, it's just a harvested head, cut, cut and harvested. My goodness. How about that? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you can store carrots like that too. The Brits do that. They create a mound and um they put they put carrots uh harvested carrots in the mound of dirt and the dirt the soil temperatures 
and the bacteria in the dirt help keep it healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, you bring up an interesting question then. I have a box that I planted potatoes in uh, two years ago and never harvested them. What am I likely to find when I dig into that soil? Potatoes on top of potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Every year I miss, uh, I have a large, large potato patch. Well, it's not large, but it's a, a huge grow uh, bag that I pretty much made myself. And inevitably every year when I dig, there'll be several I missed. And they'll just keep, keep re, you know, they'll, they'll set eyes, they'll dig down, grow some more potatoes. It's interesting. How about that? All this hole digging makes is wearing me out, Major Dave. Would this be a good time to dig them up now? Certainly. You could. Oh, Just okay. in time for Christmas. That's right. Potatoes, too. <laughs> Again, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy Merry New Year. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Major Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mike. <clears throat> Have a great week, my friend. You All too. Right. Oh. Digging up potatoes. I don't know about that. Yeah. Everybody's burying stuff. I bet if you got too close to the still up there, uh, <laughs> you're liable to get buried too. When you up, well, the, up in the mountains back then? Let me tell you, <laughs> I, I, I've told this before. I'll, I'll have to tell it again. When I was uh, at college, I would thumb up from Chapel Hill to Wilkesboro where my brother David was the head of the ATF. Now, that's a nice name for revenuer. Yeah. He was the chief revenuer in Wilkes County. And here I was, a college boy, going on moonshine raids on Friday night. And it was sort of like uh, there was an honor back in those days with the, with the moonshiners. You chased them through the woods, and it was like tag football. If you tagged them, they'd stop. They wouldn't fight you. They wouldn't do anything. <laughs> Brother David, on Friday night, he'd be so tired, he didn't, he didn't want to take and book him that night. And he'd say, all right now, Russ, I want, I want you to make me a pledge that it's Monday morning, 9 o'clock, you'll show up at, the, uh, at Judge Johnson J. Hayes' courthouse. And if you don't, I'll come get you. And then Brother David would come find him, and they'd show up. <laughs> tag so, football. Just like it was like. How tank. many trees did you run into? Oh, you'd you'd run into a few, <laughs> and you talk about a, a Nelson mentioned how how nice it smells down here. You could smell that still a mile away. Mm. All that good mush there. Just <laughs> hope the hogs. I hope the hogs. did one time we had one where it was a, a, a hog pen was used as as a camouflage. Oh. And there was a bunch of drunk hogs around there. All the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, Pam, what have you been up to? Is that where you get pickled pig's feet? <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you get pickled eating the pig's feet. Yeah. So, so what, do you, what have you been uh, up to? You been eating pig's feet or drinking or what? Not me, Pam. baby. I'm, I'm a teacher. Uh, okay. But, uh, Pam, did you get the, uh, Pam, did you get the text of the, the Dwarf Ralston's Hardy Viburnum? Not yet. I haven't. I haven't checked. But um, my phone. She's way up north. Nelson, thank you for all that you do as far as bringing these plants in and introducing them to us. Because I, I have learned about so many great plants from you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you, should see, you should see these Christmas cactus she's got here. 
They are absolutely divine. One is the dark purple, and the other one is, I don't know how to describe that color, orange-red. Orange, of, orange red. Mm-hmm. Kind of candy cane. That's, yeah. uh, they're, they're easy. <laughs> they're pretty easy to grow. They are. They are. I mean, White for, one from year to year. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, literally, we have customers that, you know, talk about, you know, I have a plant that's 50 years old or even older. Right. You know, it's a great pass-along plant, so it's a good time to to start a tradition and get a Christmas cactus and let it outlive you, pass it down to generation to generation. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got one that's at least 40 years old, and, of course, you just take they're Probably so easy three to Three foot across, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> as soon as springtime comes, put that baby outside and let it summer over and get it back in right time to bloom for like right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that sounds good. Easy to root, too. <clears throat> so easy. Yeah. Pam, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Are you? Why do, and I'm going to say we as in, the green goods industry not see Christmas cactus like these are Thanksgiving cactus, but they bloom now. Um, I I am not sure. The only thing I can guess is because they are jungle plants. These are these are things that are used to a lot of heat, a lot of humidity. They're uh, epiphytes that grow up in trees and things like that, oftentimes. And I honestly. Um, the only thing I can think of is that what we call Christmas cactus usually end up blooming about February for us here. Right. And it may be that's the reason we see more Thanksgiving cactus sold at Christmas time than true Christmas cactus. And um, Well, I know that, um, you know, Facebook had passed around the three different leaf sizes, the Easter cactus, the right. Thanksgiving, and the Christmas right. And it's kind of funny. I mean, there's been a couple people that are like, y'all are fake. You're selling Christmas cactus. They're really Thanksgiving cactus. And I'm like, yeah. well, they're blooming at Christmas. I got, I got, and uh, yeah. So. And I'm using it at Christmas. No, I got spanked on Facebook about that, too. I posted one, and, and um, somebody commented that it was not a Christmas cactus. And they're they're correct. It's not... Technically, but if it's blooming at Christmas at my house, <laughs> it's a Christmas, my Christmas cactus. It's my Christmas cactus. <laughs> there you go. Be nice to Pam back on Facebook, y'all. That's right. Uh, yeah. Come on now. Uh, um, we, and speaking of have... Facebook, Nelson, would you post this photo on Facebook on the WPTF site? Because this is a beautiful viburnum. Um, the image on my phone is showing a, a cluster of flowers. It's Heavily laden with flowers, and um, honestly, if be I sure you get uh, Rufus's Dr. Pepper in there. Fragrant. <laughs> we'll uh, we want to maybe we can move the bags or something here. Yeah. We need to rearrange things so we can get a more perfect picture. Everything's falling apart though. Uh, All of the oh, okay, we're well, we we're, we're going to get you a picture here, Pam and. It's beautiful. Right, it is, um, the one that came through on my phone is just absolutely beautiful. And I saw the Christmas cactus in the back. Now, tell me which Kubo you've got in that photo. I don't uh, know. It's speckled. It's uh, variegated. You can bet that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the variegated Serrata. Um, nice. Or is it the, uh, I can't remember, the long, long, uh, it has the long, narrow leaf. Long, yeah. narrow leaf. Shade. 
if you, if you need something for shade, but they aren't always very long-lived. So oh, they should be. They get I've got good air some that are 20, 30 years old. Um, really? They, if oh, okay. they're sited in the right spot, if you don't have you know um, a drainage issue, they can be quite long-lived, and I love them for decorating in the fall and in the winter. They're, they're wonderful additions to arrangements that you might be making right now. Yeah. Hey, why don't we talk to, let's see who we got here, Jim from Selma. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How can we help I, you, Jim? Uh, my brother last week was up at the nursery and got me an early Christmas present. He got a lemon tree, a lime tree, and I think a, a lemon tree, was that right? Along with uh, two blueberry bushes. And I wanted to get your advice on how and when to plant those trees. I've never had any citrus fruit to plant like that. Well, I don't know. Uh, lyman tree? Have you ever sold a lyman tree, Nancy? It's, it's a cross. Yeah. I have it's, not. It's yeah. a cross. Um, the, the thing is, Jim, is... Do you have any idea what kind of rootstock those are on? Uh, I do not. Uh, I do not. I know, it was, like I say, it was a Christmas present. I've never planted them before. Um, I've always yeah. heard plant on the yeah. south side of a building, which I, I do have a, an area there for that. But I didn't know if, if I yeah. needed to add something to the soil or just exactly what. Well, well, here's the here's the deal: is those citrus trees, the lime and the lemon, the lime, they are not typically hardy in this part of North Carolina. Um, they are they are uh, fruits that do really well in Florida or out in California, but they even on the south side, even in a sheltered location, if we have a cold winter, it can kill them all the way down. The reason I ask you about the rootstock is sometimes these trees are grafted onto, believe it or not, Poncirus, which is trifoliate orange. It is a North American citrus, and it's our hardiest cold-hardy citrus that's out there. And um, if you have one that is grafted on something like that Poncirus, it may make it. Now, if we do have a real winter, you might end up losing it down to that original uh, base that it's grafted to. But uh, typically what I do with my citrus is I put it out in the summer from about May through October, um, avoiding the frost. And in the wintertime, I keep it inside in a big pot under, under light. Um, during the day, and, and of course, I turn off the lights at night. Now, that, that's exactly, Jim, what I do. I've had, I've had some for almost 20, 25 to 30 years of lemon and lime, miniature, and get, your, get an adequate pot, though. That, that, that's the key, as Pam said, yeah. because they're going to have to live in that pot for a while. If it gets too small, you need to change it again, and you, you'll see them blooming while they're inside. And I have yeah. I've produced a lot of fruit, but I I I don't think you should even try to put them outside permanently. They just they won't make it. I tried one one time and she hit the the dust. So bring the pot in and out each year. Don't don't plant. Try to plant it permanently. That's right. True. That's that's correct. Yes. Okay. Well, one other question. Uh, we've kind of got a, a a competition among all my friends. Growing tomatoes, 
And uh, is there anything I can do in the off season to help help them grow when we plant them in the spring? You got a greenhouse? I do not. Do not have a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an evil laugh, uh, Pam. I don't know. <laughs> well, the competition is who's first, who's last, who has the biggest, who has the most, and we'll make up some stuff yeah. along the way. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm I'm assuming this is a men's group, right? Right. Yeah. And is there anything I can do to treat the soil? <laughs> um, just just right now, just if you if it's where you're going to plant them, uh, where you have not planted them recently, um, add a good amount of lime and manure. I that's that's my two secrets. Okay. <laughs> Well, my brother came home from the nursery with a bag of black cow. He's never said he said he's never seen anybody so excited to get a bag of manure, and I was as excited as I could be to see the black cow. Well, I'm sorry you're you know, not you here. I'd, uh, right I've, I've got a uh, black cow T-shirt sitting right here. I would uh, be glad to give it to you. Well, yeah. Christmas is going to be good. I've got my black cow. So. All right, buddy. Well, you're easy to please. Thank I'm you sure so much, those folks. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, you can always seek out to the farmer's market early in the spring and get one that's got tomato, tomatoes on it already. <laughs> now, that, that would be cheating, though. Well, you know, we don't tell our secrets. We, uh, again, it's who's got them first, who's got them last, who has the most biggest. Oh, okay. So you're cheating. It's just like NASCAR. Isn't it? Well, you know, I've, yeah, I found that I don't care if they've got trying. little, little <laughs> tiny tomatoes on them. They they don't come in any earlier if the soil's not warm, so you you just as, you're you're not going to beat it by trying. I've tried these these uh, TPs that had water in them. I've tried everything in the world, and nothing works until the soil gets ready to to take them in. We need to start now, yelling. One of the selling guys said last election. year Cherokee was the big one. Or do y'all have good luck with Cherokee purple? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think you support we'll Cherokee Purple. I, I support here. Cherokee Purple all the way. My favorite. <laughs> yes, your favorite? Okay, what about great. you, Monica? I love the Cherokee Purple. Um, as all the different heirlooms, there's they just have a different flavor, and um, which I like any tomato. There's not many I've ever tried I don't truly like, I don't believe. How about that? Well, Jim, I appreciate you calling, and Merry Christmas to you, and Happy Thanks New Year. Thanks again, and Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Yeah. You appreciate it. Come see us. Thank you. Okay. More of the Weekend Gardener. Uh, we got uh, two or three minutes here. We can uh, talk about uh, the uh, the tree and and uh, giving. And you know, it's a month of giving. We we don't we've got so much going on. We don't think about giving uh, all the time. So um, we should give to people we don't even know. That's right, um, and we need to fill that tree up. Um, we'd like to have folks bring in non-perishable food items and place around the tree here inside the market shops. Um, there's also a, a jar there if you're walking around, have some spare change or just want to make a donation there. And all those proceeds go to the Interfaith Food Shuttle, um, who really, 
you know, help a lot of folks in our community. So um, it's a great calls. So if you're out and about, bring in some canned food. And if you stop by today um, while we're down here with you guys, we have some great prizes from some of our market shops vendors. Um, they've been generous enough to donate some different gift certificates we'll be giving away. Uh, so anybody that brings in canned foods today, you'll get a little gift certificate from one of those guys. And so come out and do that. And we are doing our open house today also while you're all here. Um, and we have vendors that um, we have a wine tasting going on down at Chat- Chatham Hill Winery and some different prizes. And everybody's just got a lot of wonderful gift ideas um, here throughout the market shops. Um, if you're looking something for that special someone and don't know just what to get them, I think giving them a basket full of North Carolina products, I think that would make anyone happy. And they have custom-made ones already ready to go, or you can tell them exactly how you may want it. Fruit baskets as well. And, of course, there's a lot of craft items throughout um, the market. Or if you're having that Christmas party and are looking at cake, um, maybe a, one of the little thin-layer chocolate cakes, or there's some pies and fudge and just all kinds of things you can grab here in the the market, as well as those North Carolina wines, uh, meats and cheeses, and so much more. Um, we always like to kind of refer to it as old country store. So there's a lot of things you can find in here that you can't find just anywhere else. Yeah, that's true. And the Market Grill brought us something over there. Yes, I'm not sure I what believe all of that they is. have brought you breakfast. Um, and Carolina Crispy Fries doing them their breakfast down there now. They're bringing their breakfast back, and it looks like they've got eggs and some homemade um, hash browns there, bacon. What else <laughs> is over there, Mike? Gracious. Uh, hash browns and uh, eggs and, all, and grits and bacon and butter and oh my gosh looks delicious more of the weekend gardener coming up on wptf